Welcome to Bruin Source. This is Ed. This is Kevin. Uh, and we're back um, with only a, a few weeks left until fall camp for football. Um, it's uh, something we used to look forward to this time of the year. And now, under Chip Kelly, it's kind of uh, been kind of a, uh, a depressing part of the year. For us uh, UCLA athletics addicts. Think about that. We're in year five uh, of, of a tenure of a coach. We just got an extension. And we're probably sadder than ever to do this preview for, for, for or this, this upcoming look at camp for, for this upcoming season. Yeah. You know, the, the expectations are, are sky high for this season. Um, and sadly, that's mainly due to like a very, very soft schedule. Uh, but even if we win ten plus games, it just it doesn't feel sustainable. Um, it feels it, to me like a pure product of a soft schedule. Yeah. So for the schedule, uh, when Martin Jarman came in, he did away with a rule that UCLA could not play lower subdivision teams. Uh, with that rule gone, also with the fact that Michigan canceled the game against us this year. Uh, we have three really soft out-of-conference games. I mean, I can't even remember them all. It's Bowling Green and then two schools from Alabama. Is that right? Southern Alabama, I believe. Um, Southern Alabama and then Alabama State. Hell yeah. We're playing all the Bamas. We want Bama. We want Bama. So that's the non-conference schedule. And then in conference play, we from the other division, we get Oregon, we get Washington. Oregon's on the road, but Washington's at home. And we got, you know, aside from Oregon, a lot of our tough games are at home. We got SC at home. We got Utah at home. I mean, if th- this is considered by some to be, again, the a veteran team that that Chip Kelly is having on this in his fifth year with a fifth year starting quarterback, which doesn't happen in college football, uh, and a nationally recognized running back in Zach Charbonnet. Look, I feel on, like Yeah, go ahead. I, I feel like just looking at the schedule before we get into the team and everything, this feels like it has to be nine or ten wins or bust. Even nine wins feels lackluster with that schedule and this team but I do think you know on the surface this team the this team seems like it would it should easily run over um, a bunch of our opponents but I think when you do a little bit of a deeper dive onto the roster there are some major major question marks especially going into fall camp um, and that's what I, I wanted to get into a little bit more is like what are you looking for during fall camp because it's it's coming up very very soon yeah i i think a couple things uh if this team is going to reach the so let's set the bar there right let's say you know between nine to ten wins i think ten wins should be the bar with this schedule and again a fifth year uh coach that's gone through what chip kelly's gone through so if that's the bar you know what would it take to get there and I think two things. One, you know, maybe the less obvious one is 
we lose a lot from our offensive line last year and in the bigger games that we play, um, for example, namely when we play Utah uh, or when we play Oregon, we're going to need to hold up at the point of attack. Uh, the way that Chip Kelly likes to play uh, requires an offensive line basically to shove the way and really get some push up front. Uh, we lose quite a bit uh, up front from last year. You know, we, we lose Sean Ryan, we lose uh, some, some really productive players, and we bring in some transfers. We bring in some transfers from Rutgers. Uh, we bring in some, some guys that can play, especially a tackle. But that's a position I think that we got to sort out fairly quickly because you know if we don't get production there, I think the way that Chip Kelly likes to play offense, uh, you know, it it it, it becomes precarious uh, there. And, and and overall, I think we'll be okay on offense. You know, we got we got good skill players. I think our tight ends are going to be great. Um, but that's the part I think offensively, we someone's got people have got to step up and kind of steal their starting roles. But then behind them, it doesn't look like we have a whole lot of proven talent, uh, you know, guys who haven't really played a whole lot in the Pac-12. I'm very worried about the O-line. Uh, I, I think that's, I know there's the, the old cliche saying about, you know, you, you win in the trenches and uh, how our O-line is currently built. I just, I don't have the confidence that, uh, I think we, a lot of people had last couple of years, we had very good O-lines actually, but Losing, like you said, guys like Sean Ryan, Alec Anderson, and then some depth, some quality depth guys, you know, like Thomas Cole, who, uh, I don't know if you read the LA Times story, uh, retired due to, um, you know, r really impressive, really impressive kid, um, you know, had a pretty, pretty sad story with, with some mental health and depression stuff, but um, very impressive kid off the field, you know, kind of talking about that side of things, but you know, has retired from football and won't be playing. Um, and I think Selma is also not playing as of now. So, you know, there's there's some depth guys and, and guys who we were expecting to develop and step up at some point gone. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. It's It, it feels like a very precarious and uneasy uh, O-line right now. It, it definitely unproven at the very minimum. So if we look at who we got right now, um, you know, Duke Clemens looks to project at center, John Gaines at right guard, and Antonio Maffi potentially at left guard. Those are three, you know, seniors, but guys who haven't gotten a lot of, like John Gaines has played some, but but again, like the, all, these guys haven't played a whole bunch uh, in their time played here. played a little bit too. I mean, they've, there's some experience there. So that's the interior outline. I think that part, you know, unproven, but experienced. So I think we might be okay. The tackles, um, this is where I think it gets really precarious. Uh, we got Garrett DiGiorgio, the redshirt freshman, and the transfer from Rutgers, Raekwon O'Neal. Uh, he comes into left tackle, presumably to start right away. Um, and those two have got to step up and produce from day one. Because if they don't, behind them, uh, there's not a whole lot. I mean, there are guys who've been in the program. Uh, you got, you know, guys like Tyler Manoa, you know, Bruno. Who's a D lineman, by the way? He was yeah, a D lineman. Bruno. He's coming. He's coming back. 
these are guys again like you're you're converting players you're taking guys who maybe weren't UCLA level and trying to push them into spots where they're going to be playing a lot the tackles that's where this gets precarious and I think no matter what you're going to expect a drop off from last year but but how much of a drop off because I think if you could get enough production here to where we're still able to run the ball consistently I think offensively then yeah now you can you can hold water and stay at the level that you know UCLA was last year which is about a top 15 to top 10 offense depending on who you're playing and where you're playing yeah I think you know it's we've been again media's been hyping up uh DTR media's been hyping up Charbonnet and Rightfully so. I, I think those players deserve that. I think DTR has shown a lot of growth and been excellent. And Charbonnet was obviously fantastic last year. But they're both going to be hamstrung if the O-line is not giving them time. Like, pure and simple, I don't care how good you are. The, the O-line needs to be there in college football to be able to, to be successful. Um, so that's something that I definitely... I'm looking for um, hopefully positive developments during camp. But I, I think I have a bad yeah. feeling that if we look back at the season and we don't win that 10 games, it's going to be because we could not protect our QB and we could not open up holes for a running game. Now, with that said, let's if we look quickly at the other positions on offense, let's do offense first since we're already going down this road. Um, you know, again, Quarterback, you know, I think DTR, yes, he's a fifth-year player. Uh, but we also got some guys behind DTR uh, that have played and shown that they can play uh, at this level. All uh, right, you got Ethan Garbers, Chase Griffin's there. Um, so I think the quarterback depth looks pretty good. Uh, and, you know, for when DTR moves on from this year, I think we have players that have proven they can compete at this level. Uh, our running back, Zach Charbonnet, is obviously, you know, he, he, he's built like an NFL back. He looks and feels like an NFL back. Behind him, uh, you know, I think so far at UCLA, the running backs, I mean, Chip Kelly has had two productive running backs uh, in any given year. And there was always like one that separated themselves from the pack. But this year, if you look at it, Zach Charbonnet looks to be a superstar. Behind we him again. Britain Brown. We lost Britton Brown, and behind him, there's again, it's it's unproven now. Um, so someone's got to step up and take that second running back spot between Keegan Jones, Dacian Morrell. Uh, you know, someone's got to, and you know, supposedly, uh, yeah, supposedly, Casmer Allen is also going to take snaps at running back, which he's done before. So someone's got to step up and take that second running back spot. Uh, that I think is another key uh, to to our offense this year. And wide receiver, um, you know, we we brought in some transfers like Jake Bobo, but we lose a lot of production when Kyle Phillips left. I, I think figuring out how to replace that is going to be really important for uh, the success of this offense and for for DTR um, to be successful. So. I am. I'm looking for someone to step up. It sounds like Jake Bobo, the transfer from Duke, uh, can be that guy and has been looking the part. Um, but there's also some young guys I'm looking for, like um, uh, Sykes, 
who who was pretty highly recruited and and um, hopefully can step up as well. So we'll we'll see kind of who fills up that Kyle Phillips void. Yeah, the receivers and tight ends. Um, yeah, again, right. So, so, so the receivers, Jake Bobo. If you listen to Chip Kelly talk at media days, he, he seems to think Jake Bobo is, is going to be great. Uh, he, he's 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 all bought in for for Jake Bobo. Um, Kaz Kaz Allen's in the slot. He's got speed. Cam Brown is around. I think we'll figure the receivers out. Um, just and, and the way we, that we seem to use receivers, I think uh, yes, we lose production. Uh, we also lost. Uh, Chase Coda to the transfer portal. So that's more production that we lost. Um, but with that said, I think we'll figure out the, the receiver group. Tight ends. I mean, this is a, a deep group. This is um, probably the strength of our team. Uh, if, if and, and yes, we got Charbonnet, right? But this is the strength of our team, I think. Uh, Michael it's Martinez. Like Chip Kelly wet dream these days. It's like having 12 good tight ends on the team. So you hear him again talk at media days, and he says, you know, these tight ends, they can block, they can run, they can catch, they can do everything. Maybe they can throw, who knows, uh, right? But but that four tight end set that he's, he wants to run, I mean, oh God. You know, M- that Mike never Martinez. Works. <laughs> that one that never works. But, but hey, if you want to run him out wide, I don't know. Like, this is, if you want to put your 11 best players in the field, I think you got to find a way to get two of these tight ends on here because – Mike Martinez, six seven. I mean, that's a matchup nightmare, and a guy that's been now in his fourth year in the program. You know, Michael Ezekiel, another six five. You know, two forty plus guy. Um, I mean, we got tight ends that are six five plus up to six seven who have been in the program for a while. Uh, I don't like the four tight end set. I don't like when people are all bunched up together because if one guy misses your block, your run is dead. But there's got to be a way to use these guys. Yeah, if there's a way to use, you know, four tight ends on the field, but just not bunch them together. I don't know, Chip, this is your job. But if we want to get our best players on the field, it seems like we've got to get a couple of these tight ends out there. Oh yeah, we we definitely need to utilize those mismatches, and I think uh, we have right. I mean, we've had multiple tight ends that that Chip Kelly has put into the um, into the league at this point. You know, it's it's going to be interesting. Like, will we have a guy step up and become that next Greg Dulcich? Uh, one can hope, but it does, you know, we, we will have a good rotation there at that position that we can utilize. So I, I do think that that will be a big, big strength of this team. I just hope that Chip Kelly doesn't do weird stuff with it and that, you know, overthink overall, I think the, the offense, the offense because, because he has done that in the past. The offense is going to be good uh, because... You know, we've seen steady improvement on that side of the ball. We've seen some weird schematics, but but more or less, you know, we could talk about in-game situations and formations and stuff like that. But I think the offense is at a level where it could compete at a very high level in the Pac-12. Not sure about the Big Ten because over there it's all of it, right? It's all about offensive linemen and defensive linemen out there. 
So that's another story. But but in the Pac-12, I think this that's offense different can be story. at a high level. If we're going to sniff nine to ten wins this year, I I mean, on defense, schematically and you know from a player development standpoint, we 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 got to improve in a major way, an absolute major way, because because to me this is what's held. Oof. Chip Kelly's tenure back so far, and, and there's many things that tell it back. Um, but ultimately, it comes down to players in the field, right? We we hope we can recruit better so that we can play better on the field. And on the actual games themselves, I mean, last year I think we had the talent to win nine, ten games, but our, the way our defense was set up, the way our scheme was set up, with you know, basically a cover zero scheme, man free blitzing all the time you're never going to be comfortable in a game because you're always going to have to score 45, 48 points, 40 points to even keep pace. And, and whenever it's like that, you always have a chance to lose. And that's why, again, we lost games like Arizona State last year. And we lost some of those games because on defense, we just – the run defense stats are it's deceiving. It, you know, it looks like we made a huge jump in run defense last year. But if you look at it, any half-decent team that we played that could run the ball, they ran us over. And so the Utah, Arizona State, you know, when Oregon we did all right. Utah. Uh, the run. Uh, but Fresno State, they, they ran for a lot and threw for a lot. So if we can't get the defense to a point uh, where it's at least consistently top 50 in the country, I'm just saying, like, top 50, I don't see – I don't see. I don't see how we get get to nine or ten wins. Such a low bar when you put it that way, right? Like, yeah, no, I I I am completely on board with you. I just the the offense will can be incredible, but as, if we do not fix the defense. Um, we are we are not going to win games like pure and simple and and I know we've we've you know gotten rid of Azanaro we've you know made some made some changes there uh, we're bringing in Bill McGovern but you know we'll we'll see what what happens with Bill McGovern um, I'm not holding my breath to see a massive improvement from him it feels like another um, Another classic Chip Kelly hire of kind of a retreaded guy who hasn't been successful other places, but Chip Kelly's pals with him, so he wants to give him a shot. Um, there, there's, there's some, some uh, cynicism to be had that I think is warranted with this hire, but we'll, we'll see. We'll give the guy a chance. But you know, we we did bring some, you know. Much needed help with the Murphy twins on the D line man, uh, D line side. So, I'm curious to see how they those guys look in fall camp. Um, but then, besides that, I think our linebacking needs to be much better. Uh, and unfortunately, there's rumors that guys like uh, Ali specifically might be out for the season due to injury. We'll see. Uh, if so, that's a big, big, big loss. Um, and I think Fall Camp will make that very clear if he is or not. Um, 
and then you know we're we're replacing some some production on the the defensive back end but we do have some very young talent there like Devin Kirkwood to step up hopefully um and we brought in you know some some more transfer help there as well so it, i mean look we have talent it's not like we don't have players right I think it's a matter of putting these guys in positions to win. You know what? Uh, I really do. I, I don't want to hate that. On, on the players and such here. I think we have talent. Yes, we do have talent. Um, but I might go so far as to say that a lot of the athletes that we really had last year on defense, um, you know, Mitchell Agude or Jay Shaw or, um, you know, Contreras Knight, those guys are gone, uh, you know. That they're 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 not they're not here anymore. And you know who who's the next level player on on this defense? Uh, who's the guy that you can look at and say, oh, he can play in the NFL? Chip Kelly seems to think you know think that the secondary they're all six six foot or better, six one or better. Um, so he thinks that you know our secondary that they they all look the part. I think we have some promise there, but again, it's unproven. Those guys got to step up. Linebackers. I mean, you got, you know, it, again, a lot of unproven players here who haven't played a whole lot. Defensive line, again, the Murphy Twins are going to help. I agree with that. Jay Toya, uh, I think he came in with a lot of hype. Uh, he's got to live up to that hype now, coming from transferring from SC. He's got to live up to it. Bo Calvert. Uh, I mean, he's been as solid as a rock, as solid as can be. You know, we, first, I think we got to get a scheme that can put these players in position, right? This cover zero man free scheme. I mean, we didn't have the athletes in the back end, I think, to be defending in the way that, you know, Jerry Osnaro was trying to play, nor did we have the pass rush to get home all the time. So Bill McGovern, you know, he supposedly plays a, a hybrid NFL style of defense. That means multiple looks, um, you know, multiple coverages. I think that's a good start if that's the direction that Chip Kelly wants to go in. Uh, but, you know, people got to – it's a lot of unproven uh, on defense this year, and especially on the defensive line, the linebackers. And, again, like, if you're going to be a 10-win team, who's, who's the, the top end – I I'm very curious to watch this side of the ball uh, during fall camp. Like, what are we going to be doing? What kind of packages are we installing? I, I think there's a huge, huge, huge question mark here that we need to, to answer, um, and hopefully we do. I'm not holding my breath here, though. I, like, I, I really am preparing to be let down on this front. I just don't think we're going to so once again, if we as well go as back we to our to expectation here, here right, we want nine or ten wins. Um, so. You know, maybe what we've said is a lot of doom and gloom, but again, our I think we we both agreed our offense should be able to compete at a high level. Our defense, again, like so last year we were a top eighty defense. The goal is to get to the fifties, uh, because if we don't do that, I'm looking at the schedule here. Um, you know, any of these road games, 
Colorado, Oregon, Arizona State, and Cal. So let's let's take Cal out of this. Um, I would say any of those road games, if we can't stop the run, and if if those teams are going up and down on us, uh, you know, we could lose any of those games because I mean, and and we'll be favored in, against Colorado and Arizona State. Uh, but if we can't stop the run, if we can't, you know rush the passer and we're gonna have to score 50 points uh, that's gonna be tough and then the home games you know Utah uh, SC I, I think Arizona will be even improved this year uh, you know if the bar is that we can't lose more than two games if we're not up to it on defense to where like again these teams are gonna run for 200 250 yards on us uh, that's gonna be tough Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, the again, cliched adage, but defense wins championships, right? And that's been a huge, huge uh, downfall for Chip Kelly's teams over the last few years. And I just, you know, I don't, I don't think we're gonna fix it this year with with Bill McGovern. When we had the chance to hire some young upcoming dynamic talents at that in that role um for defensive coordinator we we just chose not to so it's a little i'm i'm skeptical i, I think that that's pretty clear but it's going to be interesting to watch i think a big big storyline to monitor during during fall camp so top 100 and top 80 like we've had for chip kelly just just get to top 50 and get to a, you know, and yes, we were you know, supposedly a highly ranked rush defense last year, but that's got to hold up against better teams. But if you, if you can get the pass defense and run defense all consistently in that 30 to 40 range, so that's when I think, yes, uh, that the, the team could go on and win the nine or 10 games that we're talking about. So the bar is low here, but again, uh, we got to find some some guys on defense and athletes that can that can step up because it's a lot of unproven production right now. Yeah, and we will we'll see in a couple of weeks on fall camps uh, got kicked off how we're actually doing on that front. We just. Uh, yeah, it's it's that time of year um, where we're going to be watching every single move, every report coming out of that, that camp, um, and hopefully we are going to be hearing good things. We will see. Um, really quickly, on the recruiting front, <laughs> also, you know, in a very Chip Kelly fashion, it's just going bizarrely per usual we've offered very few kids we've gotten very few commitments uh and it seems like chip kelly is basically abandoning high school recruiting for the most part and going full in on transfers and it seems like he's throwing in the towel doesn't feel good who are the next level players on this team um, like who are the, you know, the guys who we think, yeah, hey, they can play in the NFL because, again, in most, 
I mean, UCLA teams have always had those players. And I think you look around right now, um, there aren't a whole lot that, I mean, and I look at this, I, I went to search uh, the like NFL draft net and some of the drafting scouting services that are out there and Zach Charbonnet is on that list. Um, there aren't, I, I, I think I saw one other uh, that was there. I can't, I can't even remember who it was, but none of these guys are projected to play that level. And I think, you know, part of the reason is, yes, we, we put six guys in the NFL last year, so that's good. Um, but behind them, you know, it seemed like we had six to ten really productive players that could that were at a top end in the conference. And then a bunch of players who were trying to find themselves and, and maybe were sometimes out of their depth. And I think that comes back to, again, player acquisition. Uh, Chip Kelly's approach to recruiting has been so unique. Uh, to the point that, you know, we're turning away so many prospects that are at our UCLA level. And you look at the guys who've been transferring, 21 players last year transferred. And it's funny when you look at the list, the guys who started and were productive, they landed in, you know, high major schools. You got Caleb Johnson, you had Chase Cota, um, you had Jay Shaw, Mitchell Agude. So again, that I think speaks to the you know five, six players that played well. The rest of them, they pretty much made low majors here. They didn't make mid or, or any power five schools. And I think, again, it speaks to the fact that a lot of the guys who were transferring, they weren't UCLA-level players to begin with. They weren't Pac-12-level players to begin with. And... So again, you know, that's, that's player acquisition. The guys that we are offering, like, what's the evaluation that goes into that? And then it looks like, again, like you said, we have, what, 18 offers out to uncommitted guys right now in a class where we could project to have about 35 scholarships. If you, if you think about, you know, a little bit of attrition in the transfer portal and everyone graduating. I mean, yeah, are, are we looking to, to fill taking 20 transfers a year like are Basically, we looking to be a yeah. pro team because yeah in the nfl they do that in the nfl they have free agent the teams turn over you know 50 percent year on year is that what we're trying to do i mean that's never been done in college football um and that kind of goes against what chip kelly used to say about guys being in a program and developing and then being ready to play with a third or fourth year i mean now yeah they, they will have a junior or senior there but they're going to con contribute from day one um, these are things that have never been done before. I mean, I don't. It doesn't sound very good. Doesn't sound very reliable to me. You're almost reliant on who's going to be in the transfer portal a year from now to fill it, fill out your roster. But, I mean, there's there's nothing to say either way here, and it's scary. You know, it, it's scary when DTR moves on and when Zach Charbonnet moves on, and, and next year comes, and we have 35 open spots. What does this roster look like? We have no idea. We don't, and we we have no good way of projecting it because we just we're playing in a weird in a weird like zone of, of recruiting, right? There's there's no 
the roster management, I think, if under Chip Kelly in general, has been very poor. Right? I think that's the reason why we see these issues pop up like O-line, where we should be recruiting high school guys, you know, to develop over a few years in case we have guys get injured or leave the program, etc. You have that depth. And because we have not done that effectively, we don't have that depth this year. Nor do, are we projecting to have depth for a very long time just because we don't recruit high school kids. Like, I, I just... And again, we talked about it, we're it's mind-boggling to me that... So if you want to go play in the Big Ten, I mean, um, the Midwest and the South, I mean, they, 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 they pop out offensive and defensive linemen like, like no one's business over there. If you're going to go play Penn State, Wisconsin, Iowa, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State... All the schools I mentioned, year after year, they're going to produce NFL offensive linemen, NFL defensive linemen. Um, it's it's they're, they're factories. And, again, the offensive line right now, I mean, next year, we're going to be really low on scholarships. We probably need to bring in about four to five offensive linemen that eventually will have to compete in the Big Ten against those guys. Um, I mean, you know that Chip Kelly knows all this, but if you listen to him, he, he doesn't sound really worried. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't get it. The crazy part is, like, if you look at our roster today, we're already carrying, we're carrying 11 less scholarships than we are allowed to. Like, talk about suboptimal. <laughs> like, how... How you could go about running a modern college football program. I mean, like, yeah, we don't need to maximize our recruiting and maximize our scholarships is just absurd to me. Um, and, again, that's leading to depth problems. It's because we can't – we're not offering kids. We're not recruiting high school. Like, I, I just – it's – it, 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 I, I don't have any words for it. It's something I've met, like, unlike anything else I've ever seen in college football. It really is. Um, and I wish it was happening somewhere else that we yeah, could watch there's been from a lot of speculation about this, that, that but you know, Chip Kelly really liked recruiting, yeah. and he's wanted to take a, a Stanford-type approach, but Stanford's offering more guys than we do right now. Um, and that he, he really he wants to be known as an academic school that really is very selective about their offers, and, and that's all fine. I think, to some extent, UCLA already was that. that they already were doing that. Um, it was, it, we've seen over many coaches now that the standards have never been so high that you, know, you have to only offer, have 18 offers out to uncommitted kids in the class where you need 35. UCLA's always been able to recruit pretty well under some pretty bad coaches. Right, like Rick Neuheisel recruited here, um, wasn't a good coach. Jim Mora won a few games and started to really recruit well. So we know it's possible. We know it can be done. Uh, but Chip Kelly has chosen this approach. I don't get it. I mean, it, it, it's scary because, again, these are, the, these are the players that have to take us into the Big Ten. Um, and we're, we're talking about nine or ten wins this year, but you know, two years from now, we got 35 scholarships to fill in next year. The year after that, probably will have a similar number because the attrition rate at UCLA is also really high. Um, we're, we're having guys hit the transfer portal at a pretty high clip here too. So, you know, these are the players that have to fill out the Big Ten, and it doesn't look like we're taking that very seriously right now.
Not at all. Not at all. Um, yeah, I think um, we'll see. I think going into fall camp, it'll be interesting um, to see where our current team team stands, but also we'll you know how the season plays out out for for recruiting purposes. Chip Kelly has a bunch of buddies in the media and such, and they all think we're going to be a scary dark horse team. And you know, the, the first two years they've been, they were so bad that you know even even if we go eight and four this year, uh, you know the, the the media is probably going to still say that this is a program on an upward trend. But then you look at this for five minutes and you realize, wow, thirty five scholarships for next year, probably more the next year after that. Offensive defensive lines are depleted of talent. You know, there, there are a lot of question marks right now for UCLA football, despite the fact that we should have a good season this year. <laughs> As there have been over the last four years, right? It's just question mark after question mark. And I think uh, my patience has been out for the last two years with, with Chip Kelly. I think a lot of people's patience is, have been running very, very low. And one can assume and hope that, you know, Martin Jarman's patience is running low and our big donors' patience are running low because um, we cannot go into the Big Ten operating the way we have been, like pure and simple. Just... If we do, we're going to get blown out every single game. And how fucking Rutgers might even beat us at this rate. So, um, this just I abysmal think we program management so far. Um, but, anyways, yeah, I think so. I think so. So, we will uh, go ahead and sign off. Um, it will catch you hopefully next week and um, we'll be bringing you updates for, for fall camp throughout so um, check go out Bruins. our upcoming episodes and as always go Bruins